two words that you directly have been trained on. Situational awareness. 100%. If people are hearing this right now, I mean, everybody's got smartphones nowadays. Go ahead sure. and Google it, whatever you got to do. Situational awareness applies to so much in life. That it does. It, it, I use it in business all the time, right? I do too. But it totally applies to life. Now, obviously, you use it in, in, in military. I, it was a standard protocol in our training. We had to literally keep our essay up. I'm air quoting for people in the video world, right? Dude, our heads were always on a swivel. Welcome to Wise Words and Whiskey. I'm your host, Wiley McGraw. Join me with other great guests as we sip good whiskey and talk about all things high performance. So kick back, pour yourself a nice dram, and settle in for some low-key conversations on high-performance living. Let's jump in. For those of you hanging out with us today, I want you to meet an unbelievable man. His name is Scott Mulvaney. And I got to tell you, um, Scott left his corporate world, this crazy corporate world, to go purposely become a hotshot firefighter. Now, I have a lot of respect for that because it was what I wanted to do as a kid. But there's a reason why he did those things. And now, yeah, exactly right there. There we go. There's that thin purple it. line right there. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know what? That takes a very specific type of mindset to do that kind of transition. So we'll delve into that as well. But I really want everybody that's listening, that's hanging out with us and getting ready to sit back and enjoy their own dram of whatever they prefer to know a little bit about the fact that you now, um, man, you are a, a marketing entrepreneur. You are a podcaster. You are a, a, a best-selling author. And I got to tell you, I'm going to jump out of an airplane with your book, by the way. Just so you know that. Yeah, I'm so pumped on that because I was just trying to convince a buddy over the weekend to go skydiving with me because he's afraid. And I'm like, bro, you have a better chance of getting hit by a car. Let, let's just go. You do. Let's just go. You do. Let's do this. So. Well, I want you to know I've already got it set up with some friends in San Diego when I go out there that I'm going to literally jump with your book in my hand. I'm and honored. I'm going to carve around the sky on my head to get some insane shots, make sure that you get tagged in that whole nine yards. So I'm going to have fun with your book. Highly recommend you. So you want to be a hot shot to the book, but we'll talk about more of that later. And if you want live the fuel.com truly is a place where you can explore Scott. He's an amazing human being. He channels all of his love for health and his adrenaline lifestyle and sports into everything he does. I think you run a nonprofit too, right? That's another part of your. Yeah. I, uh, well, I was, I was actually in a, in, in contact with the local County here. I'm in the process of donating some adrenaline junkie hardware. We could talk about that too, but yeah, fuel foundations, everything started foundation. with the fuel then launched Fuel Foundations, the charity, to benefit from the book sales. Then launched Fuel Up Marketing, just to spin off the whole marketing thing. So everything's around oh. fuel and fire. So fuel, fuel and fire. You got something with fuel and fire, and I love it. There's a reason why, and I, I think that's that's what we're definitely going to talk about for sure. Because what I really dig about you, Scott, and I and I, I hope everybody's paying attention. To this is, it's it's not the things you do; it's the way you approach your life. This unwavering standard that you herald. And I know you're all about duty. You're all about respect and integrity. Those are like your cornerstones of living a really, I call it a high performance life. You're like a true firefighter all around and a good man. So that to me, it was the moment I met you, I knew it. That's why we stay connected. Even despite the gap between our time is because mm -hmm. of how you were made the, the kind of cloth you're cut from. But right now, before we kind of jump into her, I want to make sure that we go ahead and pour ourselves up a little bit of yeah, glass of this, please do. you know, oh. Balvin, and, and ladies and gentlemen, 12, right? I mean, Wiley was kind enough to send me this very sexy and gorgeous bottle of the Balvini Doublewood 12, which, oh. as he and I have connected on, I'm already a scotch guy, and I had just finished this 
literally three days ago. So love it. It's It'll a perfect resupply well. timing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, exactly. And you know, it's perfect timing indeed. And what we're, you know, what we're going to do too, is we're going to enjoy it with a, with a rock or a cube or whatever. The idea here is there are different ways to drink it. Uh, this way is really such an experience. I think you can agree with that where yes, the coolness of the ice and the little, the water that melts into the liquid really opens up the notes in a way that gives you a whole new world of nosing the whiskey, tasting the whiskey. It really brings about a whole different subjective kind of like, uh, adventure. That's kind of how I describe my whiskey experiences. What are you thinking? Putting that right in the backdrop there. So there I agree. The so it's interesting because I, I've, I've really started geeking out about scotches like two years ago. And because I, I quit beer five years ago and I nice. realized, and I, I just turned 45 this past week. So I'm young, mm. I guess in, in some circles, you are. my, my friends are like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My friends are like, yeah, you're drinking like an old dude. And I said, nah. no, I'm not. I'm drinking like a man with experience. And so like, everybody keeps telling me to do the whole uh, hair club for like, you have darker hair than I do. And the wife like, makes a joke too. Like you should do some hair club for men because she's five years younger than me. And I said, years ago, right after fire, it all just kicked in. Like that lifestyle yeah. just beats the snot out of you. So <clears throat> I was like, I'm going to embrace, I called them my wisps of wisdom. <laughs> So well, perfect, uh, it's perfect kind, kind of aligns with here. today's show, right? It's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, wise words, wisdom. I'm like, dude, I earned this salt and pepper. I'm going to rock this salt and pepper. Let's do it. A glass of Balvini. So, well, so as we say in Gaelic, salancha, which means to good health. I agree. Cheers. Salancha. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh. Yep. yeah. I got to tell you, the flavor of that is unbelievable. You can't. That double can't, wood, man. Oh, oh. Can't beat it. The, I literally have a log splitter. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a log splitter this year, by the way. <laughs> nice. Good for you. It's, I had people over for the party this weekend. They were like, you have these, like the, the nicest looking wood stacks that I've ever seen. Like I'm using, I, as you hinted about my lifestyle, so people are going to listen to this. Sorry, real quick. Uh, I good? researched, I researched like how to make firewood look good. <laughs> so, so I found well, a that, German or a Scandinavian or yep. some kind of technique from Northern Europe called the Holzhausen uh, technique. Mm. And it's basically translated as round stacking. So I have these giant round stacks that are eight feet across and at least five feet high. And, and then I even found a company that makes, there's only one company that makes special round tarps with venting and everything to help with the aging and the curing of the wood. It's a whole thing. I, I now own... I just ordered more of them. I think I'm up to five round stack tarps. Tarps. I'm building the third stack right now. So everybody who was parked across the whole property today or on Saturday for the party, they uh, so my closest friends wanted to park next to the brown stacks. They were doing selfies next to the round stacks. So I was like, <laughs> "Are you going to come up to the uh, to the grilled meats, or are you going to keep doing selfies with the round stack?" I'm like, "They're like, dude, no one does well, this. Like, I've never seen it before." <laughs> I get it, Scott. And honestly, I, again, not surprised. <laughs> again, I, I don't even know where to go other than to say that, that this makes total sense, which is why I really want to – actually, you know what I want to do? I want to unpack how the hell you're able to truly be so fired up and fueled up on a daily basis and constantly do these projects, run your businesses, live your life from a place of athletics. You actually look still young despite the salt and pepper on your face. There's a reason why you have this – fire that never dies in you no matter what you have on your plate which again think about this and i want everybody that's hanging out with us to listen and realize 
Like most people that have this much on their plate, it kills them. It crushes them. It, it pushes them down the wrong path. You're going in a completely different direction. And you're right. Drinking whiskey, you earned the salt and pepper. That's that's aging and sophistication. But there's a reason why you still have youth to you. There's still a reason why you're living your life where you're able to channel so much fuel into everything you do. And I, I knew it when I met you that day, and I still feel it the same to this day. It's not different. So I want to unpack what the heck you're actually doing because there's a high performance reason underneath that, the way you live your life, that attributes your ability to constantly tap into that fuel source. To me, that is important for, for us to unpack together today. That's what I want to talk about. I like where you're going with that um, because it, you got me literally as I'm talking to you, I'm flashing back to when I was a kid and I didn't really connect on a lot of sports like you're supposed to be like playing football or basketball or baseball. And right, I, tried, right. I tried baseball. I tried basketball. And I was a, I was a low income farm kid family. And, and then my, I was very high energy. So my family is like, we got to do something with this kid. <laughs> and, um, I found martial arts. So, ah, there you go. uh, that was kind of part of my initial foundation. And it's funny because in the past two years, I've been thinking heavily, like, do I need to find a new art to help ground myself because I am so fired up all the time? But we can get into that. But let's go back to that route that you're discussing here. And I said, all right, clearly I I like to do things differently than everybody else. I've never taken the easy street. And I wasn't always an entrepreneur, right? Like I was a corporate monkey for years. Um, and and no, no, by the way, no negative people who love corporate life and they're building an amazing career. Like you're not a corporate monkey. I'm just referring to my career <laughs> that I was doing. I yes. felt like a yes. corporate monkey. Yes. Not all corporate yep. employees are corporate monkeys. So that that's right, done. Right, right. <laughs> so it's, and years later now, honestly, when I created live the fuel after wild and firefighting, and I connected on this quote that I lived by from Ernest Hemingway. I think he's one of the classic mm. old writers out there. He's he's left a lot yep. left behind a lot of amazing pieces of work in this world. And one of the quotes was live life to the fullest. When I learned that quote, and I don't even know how long ago it is now, it never left me. When I got struggles, uh, I got I started getting stressed. I'm like, okay, we gotta figure this out because eventually, Scott, you need to find a way to live life to the fullest. Now, granted, years later I realized that we could be living life to the fullest right here, right now, in the moment. It's not a matter of the future. It's like right here, right now, right? We'll quickly right. take a sip with you here. So, Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, because this is so good. <laughs> I know. It, it's out of this world. That's why it's a house whiskey for me, and I'm glad exactly. you're enjoying it. So, good stuff. And I realized, and then I was like, oh, how do I create my own slogan? Because my sales and marketing brain from the corporate world. So after the years of firefighting, and, and obviously that changed my life. That's why I wrote a book about it, and I got fire in my logo. And I realized, well, God, well, if I had to create a slogan, what would embody that? And obviously live the fuel. It, the history of the podcast, I mean, for the past five plus years has been yeah. topics around health, business, and lifestyle. And that's how I'll quickly answer your point there is I started with health. I have a, I love my family, but nobody looks like me. Everybody's like, yeah, I must have great genetics. I said, no, I don't. I committed to a lifestyle choice. That's it. I continue to live the way I was when I was growing up. I'm not eating manufactured cereals and processed foods and all this trash, right? People are like, oh, dude, you built a CrossFit gym in your, in your new pole barn, so you must work out every day of the week. And I'm like, no, I don't. I travel three to four days out of the week as a speaker and a sales consultant and a marketing professional. Like, I'm leaving tomorrow. And I'll be gone for the next three days. I was yeah. like, I work out maybe twice a week. 
And people were like, oh, well, that's because you also mountain bike and everything else. I'm like, I was on my mountain bike once this week. <laughs> it's like, it is, you know, I'm going to, I just want to stop you right there for a second. It is interesting what happens with people when, when they experience someone like you. And I see it all the time, even with the clients I work with and people around, even with family in the past is when you're constantly in a state of living a life from a standard, an optimized standard where you care deeply daily to be the best version, to be optimal, to be high performance. They don't go, how can I do that too? They go, well, you're probably doing this. Well, it, it, it becomes this like weird resistance and almost like insecurity mm. that comes out. And that's why I wanted to unpack that with you because there are a lot of people that are living life to their fullest that are literally stress cases. You know yeah. what I mean? And there, But there's a reason why you're not. There, there's something else under that too, though, that well, I and really I've think struggled. Let's be real. Like sure, you and I, of course. We, we, we have all struggled, right? We've all been in those points of, oh my right. God, how am I going to get yeah. through this tomorrow? How am I going to, living paycheck to paycheck? I've been there, okay? Um, how, do, how to pay my rent? Been there in my life. Uh, and it's funny because I have a couple of friends that were at my house here on Saturday for a be very belated housewarming party because we've been in the house for a year and a half now, but we've been doing so much <laughs> projects and building. Finally, yeah. I'm like, hey, it's my birthday weekend. I'm throwing a party, baby. Let's go. I, I want to actually use my scotch bar, teach some friends how to drink good scotch, like all of that. I'm not running the grill, even though I am a meat master. I paid for catering. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm holding a party on my little compound. I've got a man's own pole barn. So people are like rotating from the house to the pole barn. They didn't know where to hang out at. Like, I'm so thankful. Like, I have these things. And I've never had these things, you know, I, like I'm worried about framing out the pole bar now so I can get it insulated for the ski ski season because I host ski tuning parties for years in my old house. And mm. this pole barn is only five years old. And it's cold as hell the winter. Like, that's what I worry about now. And people are like, oh, must be nice. I was like, no. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. I was like, dude, two years of wild and firefighting, even at your, you're, you're ranked as the elite hotshot crew, right? Hotshots are like, there's only hundred crews in the nation that are yeah. hot shots. I yep. was one of the rare elites. We got paid crap. <laughs> I was that's, like, guys, yeah, like you didn't make money until you were actually assigned to a live fire assignment. Your base pay <laughs> was crap. And yeah. you're supposed and you're doing one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet. Right? It's like it's like, no, we all struggled. We all struggled. Like the struggle that's what the I struggles mean. continues. Yep. <laughs> that's but that's what I mean, Scott, is you struggled. We all have those Growing pains. We all struggle. We all go through these processes. But there's a reason why. If it was if it was simple as we all struggle and we all become successful, everybody would be. There's all there's some magic sauce that individuals have that are able to take those experiences, sip them like a good whiskey, and let the warmth of it actually drive you into the right direction is what you've done for your life. That's why it's so I want, I want that to be the kind of words that come out where people can realize that, again, with my clients, it's the same thing. They've done it the other way around. It's all about, like, how do I optimize my bank accounts first and then try to figure out how to then parlay that into my other areas of my life. You've done it the other way around. And I, oh, I've definitely done it the other way around. If you talk to my wife about finances, oh, my God. <laughs> so my wife came from a father's a CFO, ran multiple uh -huh. companies. She's never had debt. Like, so when we met, like I had debt. I had like, I mean, she, we not, I mean, I've, she, her influence, her family's education, the sharing of money knowledge was a game changer eight, nine years ago. Cause I grew up 
in a family without that. And I think this is an important quick lesson for the sure. system, right? Is like Please. absolutely there is a language to money that is absolutely. not shared. 100%. Not properly shared. Like I always looked at people mm-hmm. with wealth as evil. Like, oh, they're the devil. I mean, I mean, you, you you look at these online influencers who are money experts, they talk about this type of stuff, right? So I'm using their words, but it's like I literally lived that. I was like, oh, you, you have fancy cars, so it must be nice. Well, no, yeah. my, my wife's family's company, like her family's business was commercial construction. They started in the early 1900s building churches and fire departments. But now her brother and her cousin are now the co-vice presidents of the family's construction company. And like two years ago, they built a 12-story glass commercial building right here in downtown Allentown, Pennsylvania. They had to go hire architects from Philadelphia because they've never taken on a job like that before, right? Like that's multi-multi-million dollar level stuff. Like, Got it. So, yeah. So and they, yeah. Being on you the get- inside of the family now, I'm like, oh, uh. like they, they literally worked for this. It just took years to get there. And that's where I'm going with this topic yeah. is I'm – more capable of taking on more and more supposedly stressful things or scary things or taking on more risks and I'm more risk adverse because there's a slogan I use on my show a lot, which is fitness related, right? It's putting in the reps. Sure. When you first start putting in the reps, it's going to hurt. You're going to (laughs) be sore the next day. You might not be able to get up out of bed. (laughs) If you sit down on the toilet, you might not be able to stand up. Right? It's that kind of leg day right there. That is a good (laughs) leg day right there. Yep. Yep. But then it's like, wait a minute. Okay, week one, week two, week three, week four, you're building the habit, right? The rep that that mental game of the repetition, right? Now it's like, wait a minute. Now all of a sudden the tendons, the ligaments, the muscles, they're they're responding more, right? They're they're getting used to it. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is Scott's thing now, right? Okay, so I better figure this out. Like the human body's an amazing machine. The brain is the same way. We have to like the brain gets bored. If we don't test it, if we don't challenge it, it's what, what's what, what do you, where would you like to go with that? It's just, it just becomes lethargic. Oh, I can go in plenty of many different directions right? because you're, you're absolutely right. There was so much, you know, it's funny. There's you talk about these online influencers. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. People I like don't the 18 realize year old law. Like, if yeah, I went back to when just, I was 18, I would smack myself. <laughs> I get it hundred percent. And here's the thing. And I want, I want to, I want this to land. Cause I'm going to circle back to what you said on that and come right back to this point because it's people go, well, look at that person's crushing it. It's like, yeah, it's easy to crush it when you're selling a $5 product to a hundred million people that mm-hmm. it's like, they're not actually adding value into the world. They're not actually living their best lives. They're not optimal. They're just showing you what, what the ego, what the, almost the, the surface level, you know, like stroking of that aspect wants to see and experience. And when, then what we're doing is we're giving credence to that mm-hmm. as success. When I'm coming back to the table with you, we're talking about, look, success is not about how much money you can put in your bank account. Actually, making money is not as hard as you think it is if you know exactly how to talk to money, have a relationship with it, and create the systems for it. What's harder for people is to live a life from a place of peace, energy, freedom, and balance with standards, values, integrity, respect, stuff that you duty. All of those things are harder, which is why people don't chase them. They go after the easy stuff, the stuff that feels good to the mind, and they don't work the mind enough, but they also don't know how to manage their emotions. No. So they'll let the other two kind of take over. And like you just said, and this is the last point that I'm going to punch at 
is the fact that everybody out there nowadays is a mindset coach. But then why do we have so many fucked up people with all these jacked up mindsets? Why don't mm-hmm. we have more optimal thinkers out there? And it's because, it, 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 go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's a selling it, it's, point. It's, it's funny know? where you're going with this, right? Like literally as I'm, I, I so I, uh, I, there's a local meat market that I love. I have, I get my bacon hand sliced right off the slab, right? I'm that guy. My wife's like, you have to take it to these little, we-. I'm like, listen, I want the, like, I work hard. I want the good stuff. I don't want crap <laughs> vacuum sealed in chemically riddled, riddled plastic, right? That's why we're there drinking Balvenie right now. Uh, so yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You want to talk about quality? There you go, my man. <laughs> right? It's like, no. That's why I don't drink, drink cheap beer anymore and get fat off of that, right? And have all the inflammation from liquid grains in my gut, destroying my gut biome and bacteria. That's right. I'm a biohacker. I'm a health nut. No, but you're, Hold, yeah, you're 100% correct on that, which is it, why I only drink good whiskey when I do exactly. it once a week. That's I, it. Exactly. I have a nice scotch or a nice tequila now. And let's be real, ladies and gentlemen, it's an alcohol. It's still a toxin to the, the microbiology of your body, okay? That's a sure. whole different conversation. But again- not even, I hate the term everything in moderation. It's not even no. moderation. Like you and I got together. Like I've been working all day. I was out there wrenching on my mountain bike for the evening just to get ready to chat with you. I'm like, I'm going to come in. I'm going to pour a nice scotch, nice whiskey, and hang out and have a yep. nice talk. That's the point. And I'm, we're just sipping on it. And I'll have but a But what's one. great about it, Scott, is what we're doing together too is this is has nothing to do with more of the same that's being offered to people. It's you and I as men who have who live a life from a place of standard and high performance want to share these cool insights as we talk and just organically go back and forth and re- let people realize and part of my passion what I'm doing this for too is the fact that I, you know, I have my skydiving buddy, my partner that I fly with who um, I got him off a lot of beer. He's like now in love with good whiskeys and he realizes, nice. Oh my God, I stopped drinking so much now that I'm drinking better quality spirits. And if you want to enjoy something like that, to me, I grew up, I'm my dad's mother was from Glasgow, Scotland. So I grew up around Ugh. scotches and whiskeys. So for me, it's like the finer things and having an experience is okay. It's the same thing. Like my wife will say, you know, if people want to do heroin, it's like, you know, it, it, do it in the comforts of your own home and, you know, know why you want to do it. A lot of people don't know why they want to do things like smoke weed, drink beer, drink alcohols, do heroin, do coke, whatever it might be. Whatever the people's pleasure choices are or poisons, they do it based on coping with life, not on having a good experience. And you and I are sitting here tapped into a good experience with a good whiskey that is high. Right here, folks, it's these distilleries are high performance. These whiskeys are made with the utmost, highest standards and highest quality materials. It's right, okay I mean, right on the cork. What's 1892, that? 1892, right on the cork of the Balvenie. Absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely. That's years of putting years. in the reps. So I parlay in this into the conversation with you, Scott, is I want people to, to learn that you can enjoy really quality spirits despite being a toxin. And I won't even say moderation. I will say just have the experience when it feels like an enjoyment, not from a stressful day, coping with some pain, dealing with trauma or drama. When you can change just that perspective and mindset when it comes to what you utilize for yourself, it will start to ripple in your life in other places, which is why I value what you just said. And I'm talking to you about it. It's like, we can wrap together. Let's give people some wise words around whiskeys, around lifestyle. And going back to you, you're still able to, despite what you do, keep your energy as high as possible and create from that place. And people oh, have absolutely. a hard time doing that. I mean, absolutely. I mean, again, obviously 
health is a big part of my foundation. Absolutely. Like when you fuel, Absolutely. when you treat your body like a temple <clears throat> that it should be, okay, not not the fancy car you're driving. It, I, I think I think it's hilarious. People spend more <laughs> time and money. Look, I, I, so I was, I'm about to make this joke. I'm, I had just gone back from the butcher. I, saw, I picked up my own catering for my own belated birthday, belated housewarming party because I don't care. And I went and picked it up because I like to say hi to the owner, right? I also yeah. picked up probably like 10 pounds of bacon because I bought like 10 pounds at a pop, and he had it all waiting for me, one-pound packs ready to go. Love I have it. a whole process. Like my meat freezers are stocked. Anyway, this is not a uh, – I'm definitely not a vegan. So, uh, again, you do. Right, no problem. But the point is, is that <laughs> – I'm hungry now. Though. I pull in. I already, before I even left, because I take everything to the next level, my wife gets, drives crazy. I had cones in front of the house garage doors because I didn't want people parking there. I want people to, when I, without me being here to guide them, I wanted to make sure they knew to head to the lawn and park down by the pole barn until I got yeah. back. And yeah. because I knew there was going to be a couple people <clears throat> coming that, I'll just say, don't drive very well. And I wanted to let them park at the house because I knew they would just screw something up further down the property. I'll just leave it. You, you said something. I, yeah, I want to stop it because you said something that hit, it, it hit really, I would say, um, almost the nail on the head. And you said, I don't cut corners. No. That's why I love organic conversations. And that's why in this, you know, what we're doing here. Great, is great, great pause point. Yeah, yeah. You don't cut corners. Now, you don't cut corners with how you get your meat. You don't cut corners with how you park your car. You don't cut corners with how you talk to your wife. You don't cut corners with how you literally get on a show with me. You don't cut corners. That's a I, no, those, I put you the, on my calendar and sent you an invite to my own calendar with your own link to you, to this because and hey. my wife says it. My wife says it's OCD, and well, I said fine. If you want to put a label on it, put a label on it. You know what? I just care I, about quality. That's I'm going to, I would call it out if it's OCD. I'm not afraid to do that. That's the nature of my, my work that I do with leaders, but um, I don't think it's OCD, Scott. I think it's the fact that you've, you've embodied a standard of how you operate. Look, I, and when I got the link, it's almost like I didn't take any offense to that. You know, again, at the end of the day, more, this is more of an organic conversation. Yeah. Hey, he wants to ensure no hiccups to me. That is a high-performance relationship. Mm -hmm. When you have people in dynamics together who give a shit about each well, other. I, I did it just to make sure you knew that you were locked in on my calendar. Absolutely. I, I, I took obviously, I knew you didn't need the link and you didn't need the time slot reminder, but that was just, hey, that, I want to make sure Wiley knew that Scott's on it, right? Why, and here's a wise thought for people is I didn't take offense to that as a lot of men would, a lot of people oh, yeah. would. It's like there is a way in which we can experience these types of relationships where – you don't cut corners. You care about things being optimal, which is why this is kind of like, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. We're, we're in, it's going off without a hitch. Everything's smooth. And that's because of that standard. And I want, I want everybody to, to just sit back, take another sip themselves and realize like where in your life are you not holding the highest standards for yourself and the relationships you have around you? Because if your relationships are suffering, if you're cutting corners, if you're not willing to sacrifice a little extra effort to get your bacon sliced off the damn pig versus getting in this chemically written plastic, you don't have to do it like Scott, but those nuances do matter. They do have an effect. And if you're doing it over here, you're going to do it everywhere else in your life. So, so I think it's fantastic. So let's add to that because everything is, is, this is again, you, your do audience it. hopefully will go, go off of this theme. I bought this property, right? We're on the side of a mountain. I've never had a shared driveway entrance and I've heard all the horror stories, right? Cause you got yes. to share 
but it's on the side of a mountain. Like, I can't help it. When I looked at this property a year ago, I went to my wife and I was like, are you serious? You want me to share a driveway with somebody? And look at this driveway. You could tell that it had not been resurfaced since the 90s. We're on a mountainside. I'm surrounded by the woods. And I was like, you know, this is good. This has to get done in the next year or two. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we have to fix it. And she's like, it works. We both have SUVs. And I said, do you know who you married? <laughs> right. So, so sure enough, the past three months, I've been in negotiations with the two other neighbors above me on this mountainside because I'm the first neighbor on the hill and they're the next two up. And it's all really their faults because they never took care of it. I'm the new guy on the hill, you know? So sure. I was like, listen, yeah. I said, I'll, I'll go above and beyond for you guys. I have the flexibility and the freedom of working for myself. I, I have a rule. I don't travel on Mondays and Fridays. I always work from home. I only travel in the middle of the week. That way, basically, it's like I always have a long weekend if I feel like it, you know? I got lifestyle choices because I earned that. I learned, I learned and earned that. So anyway, it took me three months of negotiations. The upper neighbors is a double doctor, husband and wife. Kids are all grown. They were in from the beginning. It was just this one guy next door. And he's just a classic half-asser type. And I, I basically, after three months, I said, listen, what you don't understand is I am the proactive neighbor, not the reactive neighbor. If you don't pay to fix this with me, I've documented all of this. If this costs more next year because Dr. Bill on top of the hill, who plows, by the way, the entire driveway for all of us in the wintertime, this guy benefits. He's right in the middle, plows right on through. And then me, I, I, I took care of all the salting, right? We have winters. We're in northeast Pennsylvania, okay? We got winters. We got yeah, snow. It's a yep. thing. Yep. So I, yep. as soon as I move here, I, I pick up a four-wheeler. I bought a commercial-grade salt spreader. I'm salting the mountain. Like, Dr. Bill loves me because he's the plow guy. Little old Ned next door hasn't said a word, offered to pay for anything, nothing. He's that guy. And I'm like, and I went to the wife and I said, this new lion on the mountain. And she's like, what? She's like, all right, get off your pedestal. I was like, no, 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 I'm just telling you. I was like, Dr. Bill, he, him and his wife, they're like the matriarchs, right? They're, they've been here for a long time. They built their home in the 90s. They built this original driveway. But this house was built in 75, and that guy was built in the 80s. I did all the research. Like, Ned, Ned's a user. I don't respect mm -hmm. people like that. So what sure. he's going to find from now on is that Scott tells him what to do, and it's going to get done. And she's like, all right, now you're just being a jackass. And I said, <laughs> am I? Uh, I was like, because Dr. Bill agrees with me that if he has to plow that driveway in a heavy winter this year, we're going to lose the base. And at least if you don't know anything about asphalt, <laughs> if you grind off the base material that is, by the way, this driveway was built in 1999. The fact that you have asphalt that you take for granted on the highways, th those things are maintained annually. Right. They did nothing since 1999. Right. right. Yeah, low Just, performance. If you want, if, go on my Instagram, at Scott W. Mulvaney, not live the fuel. Everything's posted there. I got before and afters. I, I, I'm that guy. I'm, I give out free marketing to every contractor here. Long story <laughs> short, three months, three months of negotiations, oh. 13 grand on Friday. All new sexy asphalt. I paid, and then because they already agreed to split the 13 and he wouldn't pay $1 more, I told the guys while we were here, I'm like, hey, why don't you head out, pick up two more dump trucks, a grade three drainage stoves. Why don't you bulletproof both sides of that driveway? Because we're on a steep hill. I was like, we're going to have yeah. runoff issues. I was like, just bill me separately. I'm not rich. It's just, no, if, I get I'm it. paying, if I'm paying one third of 13K to bulletproof yep. a mountain, I want to make sure that we haven't missed anything. And the guy well, told me, he's like, well, you really should do this and this. I'm like, done. 
Give me a separate invoice. I'm not even going to ask them to pay for it because then they owe me. And that was my yeah. power play. <laughs> I love Well, you know what? You're, you, that's, that's, I love that you said that because, number one, I respect that. Most people don't do that. Nowadays, right. it's, what's in it, it's what's, in it for, what's in it for me and why should I care? And, and my wife and I are the same way. It's like we bought a house in Sedona, Arizona. We've got a little spot in San Diego. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. And what we do as part of the community now that everybody is because of the pandemic and everybody's showing up, and I'm just relating to your quick story here, is how the the energy change with all the Californians and all the New Yorkers and everybody from Texas showing up to Sedona. And now people are leaving uh, their trash. That's our area. We got blown yeah, up by Philadelphia and New York city. Cause we're only an and hour and a half what, from each city. Boom. And exploded. for us, we're like, this is our community. This, we moved out. We got, you know, we wanted to be here. We wanted the small town life. We love our life. It's, we got a great house, great views, et cetera. Uh, our puppy's happy on half an acre or whatever. But we go down once a week and we clean and pick up trash on our own time. We don't want our own dime. For us, the type of people that we are and what I think is missing in this world is people like you, the way in which we approach life going, sometimes these upfront efforts are actually what it takes to truly start changing attitudes and cultures and things like that versus doing it the way in which we've been doing it and failing out for a very long time. It says a lot about you, which is why I, I'm glad we're, you know, as we're unraveling this onion, you got there where it's like, I'm the kind of guy that will go to my neighbor like you did and go, Hey, let's fix this. Okay. I, you don't want to do it. I'm going to do it because I know the results. If I don't have this as optimal as possible, it's going to cost us more. Absolutely. Right. And you're willing to float the bill and it sucks sometimes, dude. It really dude, sucks. Sometimes I, I, didn't, I didn't even give you the wild card. What's like that? This. So obviously, thanks to me being trained by our tax dollars, former hotshot, wildland firefighter, right? Anybody who doesn't yep. understand wildland firefighting, Go we fought it. massive mountain fires you see on the news. Mountains are on fire. You send in all different types of wildland firefighters. There's hell attack. There's air attack. There's the regular yep. type two crews. Jumpers, there's, only, there's only yep. two type one incident response crews in the wildland firefighting world that are managed by either the U.S. Forest Service or the BLM, which is Bureau of Land Management. There's hot shots and there's smoke jumpers. Like basically Wiley could be a smoke jumper because he has years of skydiving experience, right? right. Smoke jumpers skydive in and do an initial attack analysis and then report back because they have those remote skill sets. But right. the actual horsepower at the elite level are hot shots. Hot so shots. Anyway, thanks, yep. thanks to that experience, I'm a surgeon with a chainsaw. I've helped so many people this summer alone. I literally had to stop running my chainsaw. My chiropractor, she's like, I, I, it hurts for me to shake someone's hand. I can't yeah. get a full manly handshake. I'm yeah. getting shooting pain in my tendons right now. My wife's like, you need to stop running your saw. I was like, well, that's kind of hard to do because I love it. But anyway, the well, let, point me, is let me, let me, let me poke at that just because it's important, Scott. Why <laughs> do you care so much that you're willing to do that for other people? That's another element. One, I think it balances yeah. me. Uh, Ever since fire, it transformed me so much. I think deep down, it's a way for me to hold on to the sacrifices that were made to achieve that career experience, but also the sacrifices and the education and the training that I received in just those two years of that life experience. It's like, yeah. I want to honor that. And if that okay. means that I got a friend of mine who, do, who can't afford to pay for $1,000 of tree service removal, and I could safely fell a tree behind their house and turn it into a firewood stack... Dude, I'll be there. I mean, you can grill me a steak. I would love that. That's my payment. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, my new thing is thanks to launching the charity, I now tell people, yeah. I don't want you to pay me. 
make a donation to my charity, build my legacy on behalf of my sweat equity. That's my new thing for as of this year. I'm like, I've helped so many people. I'm like, dude, if you have the cash, make a donation to my charity. If you don't, it's cool. I'll catch you at the next grilling night or at the bar, whatever. Like that's to me, that's why I, Oh God, I love, I love this conversation. I could talk to you for another (laughs) two hours about this very specific thing, which is why I started with, you know, the fire and the feel that you have to live this life. And I'm, we're here now for a reason, because there's no, there's no accident. You and I know each other because the standard of really giving a shit about people and things out in the world is so lacking today. It's like, Everybody, unfortunately, is into the vanity metrics of egoic selfishness, you know, me, 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 the rights, my rights, etc. Having people that are willing to do what you just talked about doing for others, knowing regardless, is like this is going to only serve for the betterment of us as a collective than it is to who cares? Like we do it the same thing is like, you know, uh, Wherever I go, I bring a delicatessen with me. It's almost like I have food for everybody I'm around. I, you oh, know, yeah. I help, I helped a friend of mine in town who's an I'm artist. I'm coffee guy and food yeah. secondary. Definitely Absolutely. got the caffeine ready to go. That's just me. I mean, and I'm recently I, I helped oversight uh, a 2,000 per a person, uh, you know, a 12 hour event where Arrested Development. You remember that band from the oh, yeah. the 90s? Oh yeah. Headlined. He's I'm like Wiley. Yeah, he's like Wiley. You're you're former military. You've got extensive experience, ex- security experience. Will you come oversight our entire operation just for the nice. day, uh, etc.? I was like, I'm happy to do it for a year. My friends in, in town were were really connected. He's a recording, you know, a, a recording artist himself. And he's like, look, these are my friends. The rest of development, I know each other. I need to make sure that the security team we hired is doing their job. You're the guy for the job, that's and that, that's the nature of this. I did that for them as an as my relationship. As an honor, I didn't ask them for money, even though I could have given my experience and and to some degree should have. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm putting and investing energy into the relationships so that we can consistently have these high performance dynamics where everybody constantly wins together. I know they're going to take care of me at some point, even when I don't even know when it's going to be. And I don't care. The point is you just shared that you live your fuel by putting that energy and that commitment and that investment into not only your health, your wellness, but you put it outwards because you realize life is so much more it, than just transactional business. But it also took me years to get there. I mean, like sure. I, well, I, was, I was about to give you a quick segue. Like, for example, for er, yeah. earlier this year, actually at the end of the winter, we had just moved here. That guy got upset because I was I, I, I hiked up and down the mountain approach on that crappy driveway yeah. and I saw dead trees and he's got four young daughters. Like he walks them down to the school if he, if they don't drive them down. And I'm like, these are what's called widow makers. Widow maker trees kill people. I, I know this. I'm yes, they do. trained. I'm like, yes, they do. these need to come down. So I just started dropping trees. I didn't ask anybody because technically within law as a share, I found it later, share driveway access. I'm good within five feet of the driveway, but right. technically that whole first hill of ascent, the bottom hill, like the property, where the property lines go, Dr. Bill owns the first half, Ned owns the second half. So actually, literally, the 13K we spent on Friday, I don't own any of it. My driveway branches off after that. So I just paid for land I don't even own because it's a shared driveway and I need it. So I was like, hey, I'm a team player from minute one. But sure. anyway, six, seven months ago, one of those trees he didn't want me to drop, in a high windstorm, I'm trying to leave. I stop because there's a limb across the driveway. I get out. I hear pop from behind my head. And thanks to my training, 
boom, I set Oak coming right at me. I dive back into the front seat of my car, grab the door. At the split second the door closes, the tree explodes all over my brand new car of $55,000, and it crushes the fucking roof. Pardon my French. And I was like, okay, that was fun. Now, granted, I medically was fine. All right, my luckily, I knew what the sound was. I got it. I, I mean, I was able to get in the vehicle. The vehicle saved me. Now, luckily, the, the sunroof didn't get blown out. No windows got blown out, but the whole roof was crinkled. It had 5,000 miles on the car. <laughs> so, now, did I sue him? No. Did I create a legal battle? No. I drove back, actually, after the other neighbor helped me pull the tree off the car, clear the driveway. I put it in reverse, backed all the way back up the mountain to my house, and immediately called my insurance company because I pay for good insurance. And I, all I did was I sent a photo to him and saying, this is why I asked to help clear the entire hill of dead trees. Right. That's all I left it at. So, and again, well, should I have been upset? Sure. Sure. Technically, should he have paid for those damages? Sure. Sure. I just didn't want to deal with it. I'm like, listen, I, yeah, I've I, put I, all I, the stuff in, in motion. I'm, pro- I'm a professional. I have insurance. Yeah. I'm not here to create drama. I'm the new guy on the hill. I didn't, I didn't do anything about it. I but like, you I'll still, that, yeah. And that, you know what, and, you know, we're getting uh, Scott. I mean, time goes by so fast. I mean, I know, we're getting kind of close to, <laughs> but the point is I, like, I, this I, is the, that's that mental game, right? Is yeah. Yeah. What battles are worth fighting? At, that's what I was going to say. And I want everybody to listen to these wise words. What yeah. are the battles that are actually worth fighting? Are you willing to see what potentiality of the outcome is of you engaging in that battle yeah. or should you take a step back and allow it to be what it is and then move forward? And if it does happen again, maybe then you decide whether or not that's the battle to engage in, right? And that's- use it as strategy. Thanks to exactly. your military background, my firefighting background, I'm like, okay. I was like, yep. I could create a problem, but I'm the new guy on the hill. I just moved in, but I already plan on, I, I can already tell this guy he's not wired right, right? So I'm going to back off. I'm not going to do anything. I've got insurance. Sure. I'm fine. Let me let me uh, let me back out, maneuver, and then wait to see what pops up next. And then, sure enough, obviously, six seven months later, I knew that driver was going to be a position move. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got I got weight over the situation. Like, dude, you caused thirteen thousand dollars and one hundred and fifteen man hours of damage to my vehicle. They literally cut the entire roof off the vehicle and replaced it because they weren't uh, wow. willing to total it. They Jeez, weren't willing to total it because of the supply chain problems in the automotive industry. I have a whole new roof on my car. I'm like, that's. Okay, you know, I've I didn't know you could do that. Hand, yeah, I've seen that firsthand what those body shop guys do. That's a lot of labor. They're that's magicians. Yes, They're magicians. they are. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, well, that's, yeah. Pick your and battle. I think, pick no, your battle. Not create a battle. The same thing. It, it's almost like, you know, you get the attitude of like, oh, I'm better than this. Yeah, you are, but you're better than, than that at the same time. And you can do so much more, which is, it's so important to realize. And I, I, th- I want to ask you is like, what what specific wise words would you leave right now after talking about all this for people to truly really grasp around picking your battles and focusing on very specific elements of living that high performance life? Because it's a chapter it's in my true. book. What's that? It's a chapter, it's a chapter in my book. In your, and these are true. two words, two words that you yeah. directly have been trained on. Situational awareness. 100%. If people are hearing this right now, I mean, everybody's got smartphones nowadays. Go ahead sure. and Google it, whatever you got to do. Situational, awa- situational awareness applies to so much. 
in life. That it does. It, it, I use it in business all the time, right? I do too. But it totally applies to life. Now, obviously, you use it in, in, in military. I It was a standard protocol in our training. We had to literally keep our essay up. I'm air quoting for people in the video world, right? Dude, our heads were always on a swivel because of what happened at the foot of my driveway. That tree that, could have killed yep. me. Absolutely. But because my essay was still so hardwired from over 10 years ago when I was a firefighter. That wasn't Fair. five years ago. Over 10 years ago, 2010 and 2011. But my essay was still dialed in. Yep. I was able to protect myself, jump in the car, escape a situation. Now, apply that to our jobs, our careers. Hell, pulled up to a red light. I, I, my eyes are always on the side mirrors, the rear view mirror. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not like a danger freak. I just, no, I, but I always you know got my what? essay ready to go. That's, that's, you know, I love that you said that because any military person listening to this as well understands that it's not even PTSD. It is situational awareness because everywhere I go, despite my three combat tours and what I was able to understand about myself and learning what I did was no matter where I go in crowds, my eyes, my body, my mind, my emotions are always tuned in to making sure I'm very intuitive. I'm very sensitive now because of the work I've done for myself, everything that I've got to a place where no matter what, it's always just being mindful of life and what's going on around you. And which is why I'm able like you to choose my battles where I put my energy, because maybe the person that's being this over here doesn't deserve my focus and my energy on them in that situation. That's why my high powered clients pay me so well to do what I do for them is because they are in a position where they deserve it. They want it. Maybe this guy over here in the street doesn't need that. So I look at like, where do I put my energy? Where do I put my focus and my attention? Where is my awareness? Do I need to engage in that? Is it even worth it? And do I understand that maybe that person is having an eruption with me because I came into their life because I called them out on something? Well, you just dropped a crap load of fuel on the fire, right? So let's play off of that. You just trigger something in my own head. Let's go full circle back to your question earlier and tie that dial back in. We're going to dial. And you know this. what, Scott? Let's let's close this out with that. So go for it, please. Right. So you're yep. you, you just literally triggered. I I actually some of my old fire brothers used to say I said it too much, but I'm like, oh, we got to get this. We got to get this shit dialed in, man. He's like, all right, Mister, dial it in. You got to <laughs> dial everything in. Well, yes, guess what? Do. As a rookie on a fire crew, next thing you know, I was in I was in charge of the entire tool cache, chainsaw cache. I, we had these uh, those metal shipping containers, those Conus yep. containers, because yep. we're in the middle of the of a desert mountain base in the middle of, of northern Arizona in Tonto National Forest, which is southeast of where you're at, your Arizona place. And it's like, all right, well, this is this is an organized crapshoot. I was like, I wouldn't even call it organized. I literally I created an Excel spreadsheet, inventoried everything, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'd be like, like, oh, okay, you actually understand computers and Excel and all that. I'm like, yeah, you made fun of my corporate monkey background. Well, I'm going to bring it. And make it happen, all right? But long story short, it's this fuel for the fire, so to speak. It's just like people don't understand that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yep. And within those same 24 hours in a day, we have the same, if you want to break it down to eight-hour segments or 10-hour segments or two-hour segments, whatever works for you. But, like, when you are giving that time to someone else or something else, you can't give that fuel to another entity, Right. So we all have a choice on what fire we fuel. All right. This is something that I teach. This is something that yes. I coach. Yes. And it's taken me years to get here. I've had to coach myself on this. I've had to have other coaches that I've hired coach me on this. So like, dude, you're a high energy guy. You can't help well, everybody. Yep. You know you what? Can't help Here's everybody. a good point, Scott. And I'm just going to throw this in here. Just as Please. you know, as, as an elite hotshot, you know this very well. 
people don't understand is when they hear on the TV, the fire is 20% contained. They don't realize what that actually means. What you just said is huge. And I'm using the firefighter reference because I love firefighters. I, you know, I have a good friend of mine who's a paramedic uh, captain as well, is you chose to find the right containment for your level of blaze so that you can burn bright, burn right, and actually get the job done. Because I know that at the same time, you guys do a lot of fire prevention stuff too, where you go out oh, together. God, yeah. Prevent- preventative work, absolutely. Absolutely. You create already preemptive containment for potential I'm doing fuel it on my sources own property to ignite. Right <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I'm building a I hiking trail, just- but it also serves as a fire break. So. And I just wanted to add that as you were talking, I'm like, I got to say it right now. So I thank you for that because it's, and I want to leave these wise words for people because we're out of time too at the the end of the day, but, uh, and we should do it again because I love talking to you, but it is really about finding the right type of containment for your fuel and your fire, what makes sense for you, how you burn and creating a life from there so you can experience this ultimate level of high energy success, no matter what comes your way. Like you, the tree fell, you ran, you got in your car. You're like, take a deep breath. I'm going to go take care of it. People would panic with that. I didn't even but freak because, out. Yeah, it was just yeah, like, you, I, I, my, my new neighbor who had just bought the house at the bottom, he was a young kid. Yeah. And he just, he comes running up. He's like, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to just help me drag this off. I'm going to put yeah. the car in reverse, call the insurance company. He just looked that, at me. That just comes, <laughs> that comes because I asked in the beginning of the show, it, that comes because you chose to focus on that proper containment of your energy, who you are as a young kid. You're like, I want this to be what drives me for everything I do. And you did not waver no matter what was thrown at you. That's it. That is a huge deal that a lot of people don't really have or grasp. And it wasn't easy. No, it's never going to. That's the thing. You second guess yourself. You got your own, your your own future wife, not second guessing you, but like asking you why, because she doesn't understand. She's got a different path than you, your own family, your own friends. But here's right. the thing. If I do not like focusing on the con- the concept of change and transformation, I like people that are willing to do the arduous, hard shit to actually change because real greatness comes through the blood, sweat, and tears. You did not become an elite firefighter because you went to a, a seminar on how to be a firefighter. I did not yeah. become a combat leader because I read a book on how to be a soldier. It's yeah. all truly about being in the suck and learning how to embrace it and having standards and integrity and discipline and focusing on the fuel you know too. is inside you and containing it so that it can burn your path to where you want to go, right? That's, that's I, what I, I want to I how you with. said suck because I literally have that in the book too, embrace the suck. Yep. You're very embrace familiar with that suck. term. That's, that's well, what I, we well, do. I wanted to add. You, yeah, you talked please. about that containment, which is true, yeah. right? So if you create a smaller environment, it, envision people hearing this, right? Envision like a sphere around yourself, right? The, the, the greater you make the sphere, the less intense that, that, that heat is going to be because now you're trying to heat, let's say, 50 to 100 people versus 5 to 10, right? We are the product of the five people we spend the most time with, sure. right? Classic Jim Rohn uh, statement and quote uh, that might not be verbatim. Right, but it's like you have to then you have to make it's these smart decisions, tactical decisions to say strategically, yeah. okay, these people aren't serving me, but I can serve them and they can serve me. Let me focus on those. All right, I'm not disowning you. I'm going to focus on this because part of that fire, right? One of the basic fuel sources that a fire must have is oxygen. So if you are going to tighten that containment field, as Wiley so wisely shared, you also have to allow in a way of breath 
a way of breathing. You need, a, a you need oxygen. oxygen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so don't do. tighten that sphere so nope. tight that you cut off the most essential fuel supply. And last, I'm going I'm to add a last thought there too. This is the nature of my work and being an interrupter and, and slaying the demons of these powerful people is I provide them in the relationship dynamic with them, the right container where they're allowed to ebb and flow in it. But nice. I never allow them to just haphazardly just go off and be and do whatever the hell they want to because that unfortunately is why we have so much chaos in the world today. There's not enough proper containment but you're right you need those three elements you need a, an ignition a fuel source and oxygen for make that fired right and then chemical combustion or you know th that's the aspect where here's the last thought and i think this is wise where i'm taking for this conversation is a closed container is always in a state of decay until you breathe new life into it and that's the nature of most people's mindsets it's too closed and a mind is like a parachute it's literally only going to uh, work when it's open that's it and you do that every single day for your people. And I want everyone that's hanging out with us, sipping on their whiskeys, tequilas. I want them to continue to hang out with you more. So, Scott, thank you so much, brother. But where, where else can people find, connect with you, talk to you, maybe, hell, do stuff with you for your nonprofit, et cetera? Well, obviously, the core, as you already said at the beginning of the show, is livethefuel.com. That's how it all began because yep. uh, that's the podcast, Live the Fuel, all one word. And uh, actually, just for people to understand, that actually originally stands for Live the Fired Up Epic Life, which was a uh. translation and built off of Ernest Hemingway, which is Live Life to the Fullest. So Thank I'm, you for that, saying I'm that yeah. level of a geek. Uh, but obviously, yes, uh, sales and marketing, I'm the fuel marketing guy. But obviously, the foundation is Fuel Foundations, plural, because uh, I created a nonprofit that can help other organizations. So I have multiple projects going on. Awesome. And, uh, so it's exciting. And read, and, and, and read your book. Yeah. So you want to be a Obviously, hotshot? yes. So you want to be a hotshot. Yep. It's yep. on Amazon. You can easily get there just by going to hotshotbook.com. I set that domain to go right to the Amazon listing. And yeah. I'm literally in the process right now because I have so much fuel on my fire, finishing finally the audio book because I did not release that right away. And I decided to uh, be the actual voiceover for that because it's my wow. story okay. of what I learned. So. Love it, yeah. brother. Well, dude, thank you so much for sharing. I'll make sure that people know exactly where that, you know, how everybody is. They need the links, et cetera. Oh, yeah. That'll be taken care of. But brother, man, thank you so much. I, this was, uh, we got to do it again because this was a killer oh, conversation. Joking, this you is one of my favorite podcasts already. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I was like, it. I'll do this again. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, I, I told you, I'm not, and, and we'll have to talk about this again. I'm actually getting ready to launch a giveaway where I'm going to be giving away a free bottle of premium uh, whiskey to, uh, to people for uh, tuning into the show, et cetera. So when we talk again, we can, we can talk about cross pollination with that. All so right, people make sure you're subscribing that. because that's a no brainer. If, if it's no Balvini brainer, or yeah. anything else that Wiley selects, he picked a prime choice that I'm a huge fan of. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know what? We got more to come, my man. So I appreciate you being on here, brother, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Cheers. Salute. For those listening today, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're digging what you're hearing, don't forget to give that subscribe button a tap and make sure you rate and review the show. Catch you all in the next conversation. Cheers. <laughs>